It's the second half of Main Street Sports today. Coming up, we'll be joined by Thomas Harding of MLB.com. Talk a little baseball, including the Braves, the big trade, the news of yesterday. What's next for Freddie Freeman? How does all of those dominoes fit into the world champs and their upcoming season? Plus, it's Top 5 Tuesday highs. That's right. Stay with us here on Main Street Sports today. Now live to Ridley Park with the Hall of Famer, Mo Patton. Here's the Sundrop Kid from Alabama, Chris Yow. That's right. Live here on location at Ridley Park where Motlow State and Columbia State are playing the first of a doubleheader prior to the Mid-State Classic main event featuring the Memphis Lady Tigers and the Tennessee Lady Vols. It's a 5.30 first pitch scheduled time. I think we might get that in as long as there's not any more 11 to 8. It's 11 to 8 right now, Motlow with the lead. Um, yesterday we were hit pretty late with the news of the Atlanta Braves trading away four of their top 14 prospects to the Oakland Athletics in exchange for all-star first baseman Matt Olson, an Atlanta native, and apparently an Atlanta resident as of August last year. Um, the fir- my first thought was this is this is a good replacement for Freddie Freeman, but I'm not sure the give up was really worth it. I'm still not entirely convinced. Because right now the Braves have a 34-year-old catcher and a iffy at the plate backup. Um, Christian Pache, great defender, had not found his way at the plate just yet uh, and found found himself back in AAA last year for most of the season. A couple of pitchers who were in that deal. Of course, the the Braves drafted like 37 pitchers. In two years, it felt like. That's pretty much their M.O. I mean, they, they – Draft all the arms. They throw a lot of pitchers against the wall and hope that some will stick. And it's worked out for them over the last 30 years or so between guys that they've actually gotten all the way up and guys that they have eventually traded for, for other folks. So, I mean, it's been a sound approach. And it was interesting. A couple of years ago – listening to some draft and draft analysis, Alex Rodriguez of all people um, made the comment, high school arms and college bats. And I thought, you know, makes sense. Much as I hate to admit it, it makes sense. Yeah. So, um, and that's kind of been the Braves approach for the most part, you know, there's been some, some exceptions, Spencer Strider, the kid from the Knoxville High School ranks who pitched at Clemson, um, got up quickly and made some postseason appearances for him this past year. But, but for the most part, that's been a formula that has worked for Atlanta. Um, you talk about too much, and again, that's a drive. You know, Deep left nope. field. Short. Good job, Chip. <laughs> Watch the outfielders. Giving up Shea Langoliers kind of hurt 
Um, but if you're getting a guy who's going into his age 28 season coming off a year where he's hit 39 home runs and driven in 111 runs, I think you realize that you're going to have to give something up. Right. And I don't know if you saw his spray chart from last year, but he had about 20 doubles that would have been home runs at the chop house. <laughs> so well, that and, 39 may end up being 50. And and he's a left-handed hitter, much like the guy he'll be replacing. Yep. Hit 22 home runs off left-handed pitching. Which is the most since Stan Musial. In 1949. 49. Yeah. So. We'll take that. So, um, make of that what you will. Um, and. It's, it's, ama- it's just, it's funny to me, the number of people who either aren't educated or have drank the Freddie Freeman Kool-Aid to the point that they feel like He's Matt Olson is a step down. It's a lateral move at best. You have to realize. At, at worst. Well, yeah, at worst, it's a lateral move. Freddie hit 31 home runs and drove in 83 runs last year. That wasn't. Now, now he was hitting in the number two hole. That's true. But still, 30, you know, home runs are home runs. And he hit eight fewer home runs than this guy. He drove in 28 fewer runs than this guy. And he's how much older? Here's here, four years old. Here's the only thing that I will say about that: mm-hmm. the AL West is not the NL East, and the AL West or, and, and the AL mm. NL West is not the AL West that we had to play against twice. So competition matters, but not to the point that I think it matters this much. Mm-hmm. I think Matt Olson. I, is, I don't think Matt Olson is garbage. Matt Olson <laughs> signed for. $168 million, and we got eight it for years. eight years. So we paid less money and got two extra years mm-hmm. on top of what Freddie wanted. I Supposedly. Feel, I, no, I, I think the six the 6180 six, number was pretty, pretty solid. solid up at you know at the beginning of December. So I feel like you you you've got to save one. One we've saved ten million dollars annually. All right. What can we do with that $10 million? And that's a, that's a great question. And I think it's a very concerning situation, you know, is, oh, almost. Will they spend that money or will Liberty Media just say, we'll take that? Good for us. Yeah. $10 million less we have to spend. I don't yeah. think that's the case. Alex Anthopoulos has made it pretty clear that he wants to go get a another outfielder. And among well, those he's got a few to choose from, some of which were recently in Braves uniforms. So Jorge Soler, Eddie Rosario, and it sounds like uh, Conforto are the three. And Jock Peterson is also in there, but I don't think he's going to end up being um, the guy. The guy. But Conforto, Rosario, and Soler would be among the three that – What's and, – and maybe this is my anti-Mets bias showing up, but what's the fascination with Conforto? I think it's a um, – Is he a center fielder? Yes, but I, I think it's more he fits the AA, the Alex Anthopoulos model of mm-hmm. – 
free agents. And that being said, Eddie Rosario played outside of his mind for half a season. But did he? No, I'm just saying. He, no, I mean, did he play out of his mind, or did he just play like, he's just, yeah, that, like a healthy Eddie Rosario? Right. That's what I. That's what I'm thinking. I, I think we got Eddie Rosario's best performance, but also it's what you can expect over time. That's mm-hmm. what he's done when he was healthy. Right. So I am personally for re-signing Eddie Rosario. If, it, if, it, if it's either Rosario or Soler, because I, I, I got to tell you, that ball that still hasn't come down in Houston kind of leaves a mark. It absolutely does. So that's, World Series hero, Jorge Soler. Uh, it's hard to let, but in a, we don't get to the World Series without NLCS MVP Eddie Rosario. Yeah. <laughs> 14 hits. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> thank God for the dings. But I mean, so. Anyway, I'm not sure what – I think the reason Freddie hasn't signed is because now get all the money you can get. Right? Because there's no reason not to at this point. At you're, this point. You're, you're not, you're not coming – you're not going to be in Atlanta, so you might as well there's no get reason, the big payday. Yeah, get the payday that you can get and go to the house. But, I mean, it, it's, it's a tough-looking situation for Freddie at this point, I think, because apparently the Braves just said, you know what? This isn't going to work. We're moving on. Yeah. And and I, I'm sure that left a bad taste in his mouth. And Maybe, maybe not. Maybe they just said, look, you know, we need, we need a decision by this time. And if not, we're going to, we're going to try. We're still going to work with you until we get a, a replacement. But once we get a replacement, it, yeah, it's it's just hard to hard for me to believe that he hasn't done anything to this point, and you know, Yankees, Dodgers, Blue Jays. I mean, who who all? Is, Red Sox. I, I kind of hope at this point that he goes to the American League. To be honest, although I guess with interleague play, it doesn't really matter. In two years, you're going to play every team at least once. Mm-hmm. So so, um, there's that. Yeah. But anyway, I, I'm just you know I feel like this is this is a, a move in the in a positive direction for the Braves. You get a young guy who wants to be there for the at least the next eight years with Atlanta native again. Atlanta native. The Braves have always done well with natives of Atlanta for well, whatever reason. Um, unless they decide to trade them off, Jason Hayward. And with that, I feel really good about the next five years of this organization. We're in a window. Absolutely. Let's take advantage. Looking at you, (laughs) J-Rob. Well, he's trying. He's trying. Let's, uh, let's, Let's get out of here. Take a break. When we come back, we'll talk to MLB.com's Thomas Harding. Harding. I want to say Hayward for some reason. And I don't know why. It, it's on the run-up show, bro. Well, I didn't have it pulled up. Well, Thomas Harding. Thomas Harding, us. at Harding underscore at underscore MLB 
on Twitter, by the way. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll do that, and then we'll have our top five pies later this, this half. So stick around. We'll be back after this. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck, yes. That'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes! Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Main Street today with Devin O'Day is your half-hour coffee break. Featuring lifestyle, inspiration, and entertainment news, Main Street Today airs live weekdays at 11 a.m. Central, or you can catch it on demand on all of our Main Street media social platforms, including highlights on Instagram at Main Street Today Radio. Take your daily coffee break with Devin O'Day on Main Street Today, weekdays at 11, right here on all our Main Street media social platforms now back live to ridley park with the hall of famer mo Patton. here's chris yow welcome back we are live on location it is 12 to 8 here motlow state with the lead in the bottom of the seventh one on and no outs here for the lady chargers of columbia state so looking for five runs or none or none. Or let's, none. Let's get on to the next ball game. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's that's the media in us talking right there. <laughs> no fandom here. Uh, no, cheering, oh! no cheering in the press box and no cheering in front of the press box either. Oh, she heard? Uh, it appears. Clearly. So, yeah. How? We have a injured charger on the field. Dove back into first on a pickoff attempt and... Uh, was unable to get up and make her way to second base where she would have easily been standing. Nonetheless, we move into our guest segment here. And I guess since we don't have Stevie Wonder queued up, we'll just say. We'll just, yeah, let's just say. Happy birthday to our guest, Thomas Harding of MLB.com. What's going on, man? 
oh man, I'm just a man doing the best I can, sitting outside of Salt River Fields at Hockey Stick. It's close to 90 degrees in Arizona. Happy to be here. Happy to actually have baseball with Major League people doing it. <laughs> with Major League people doing it being the key there. 90 degrees in Arizona, huh? Yeah, very we'll- close to 90. It's a wonderful afternoon. I'm I got all my interviews, and I could be sitting in a press room typing out a story, and I was like, you know what? I don't feel like it. So I'm actually just sitting in front of a ballpark, leaning and watching people. There you go. There you go. People well, watching is always fun. Stay, stay hydrated. Um, Thomas, obviously, Chris and I are, are huge Braves fans, and we are kind of watching the situation out of Atlanta with with the Matt Olson trade and now the Matt Olson contract and that kind of thing. And, you know, from a distance, what are you hearing with regard to what's next for Freddie Freeman? Because clearly there's no place in Atlanta for him at this point. Yeah, it seems like um, the Dodgers are somewhere between a an odds-on favorite and a foregone conclusion. And I haven't kept up with that situation beyond that. I, um, I, I saw a headline that Tampa Bay was actually interested in him. I just don't see Tampa Bay doing that type of contract. In fact, the Matt Olson contract with the Braves, that was very much a Tampa Bay contract like they did with their young star player. You know, it's a long contract. Um, nowhere near the dollars that Freddie Freeman was expected to get. The Braves really don't like to have um, too much of their future tied up in long contracts. So if they aren't winning at some point, you would expect them to be traded for a number of different parts. If they are winning, you're talking about one of the young stars in the game. So you see how the Braves are positioning themselves, but certainly if you're a Braves fan, you're very disappointed because Freddie Freeman not wearing a Braves uniform uh, is it, really hard to take. Thomas, it's it's disappointing because you kind of felt like he would be here forever, to be honest. But, you know, the way this thing has gone down, it's, it's almost like – and to a degree, if he's frustrated with the situation, I can kind of get it because uh, shame on the Braves for not getting this done last year. Uh, and they probably should have gotten well, this think- done – last off season and didn't and Freddie having to go through this year knowing this was going to be his free agent year probably a little frustration there and I can get that but you know at some point either you got to swallow that and say okay how can how can we make this work for me to stay or do whatever it is that he did well I think when you look at the the years and the dollars with Matt Olson I think where the Braves are as a franchise, it's really strange. It's almost like um, I think the Braves ended up winning a World Series because of the way they operate. But losing Freddie Freeman is probably part of the way the Braves are going to operate. I don't think a veteran contract of a guy well into his 30s with um, maybe you know more money than, than you would expect or, and, and you would expect the end of that contract not to be very good. I think that the I think the Braves ended up doing what we've seen them do in recent years. If you recall a few years back, like they bring in Josh, Josh Donaldson, they don't keep him long term. There are all these rumors about different guys they could bring in, but once it gets to the length of a contract and the age of the guy in the contract, 
suddenly the Braves drop out of it. So some of what makes the what made the Braves special now is the way they operate. And I'm not sure that a Freddie Freeman contract, as much as he is in Atlanta Braves, I'm not sure that fits the way they operate. And you see teams, they run into problems where, where in, instead of operating the way that they are successful, they go away from it to hold on to a popular player. So I'm not going to say it's the right move. I'm not going to say it's the wrong move. I am going to say that Freddie Freeman, not with the Atlanta Braves, is kind of tough to take, but very few guys stay with one team their whole career anyway. You're right. Um, Thomas Harding of MLB.com with us here as we just witnessed a three-run Columbia uh, Columbia State home run to make it a 12-8 game, one out. 12-11. I'm sorry, 12-11 game with one out in the bottom of the seventh. So, um, Wait a minute. A second ago, you guys were wishing for the end of this game, and now you have a nail-biter there. Oh, now we have goodness. a nail-biter. Yeah, yeah, it probably is. Now, it's it's now Col- is Columbia at home? Is, is Columbia, yes. Is Columbia yeah. State yes, they are the home okay. team. So You mean yeah. I could be witnessing a walk-off that you, you guys could be thought wasn't going to happen. You, we, you could. I hope you're witnessing a walk off because otherwise you're witnessing extra innings, and no one wants <laughs> no that. No one wants that. But um, okay. Well, and, and one other question for me is uh, the, the the young player that was injured on the dive back to second base. Did she stay in the ball game? She did stay in the ball she did game and scored. And scored. So yeah, so <laughs> all, all is run. good. Okay, all good. Is good. All right, good. Yeah, I don't want to be on here witnessing an injury, so I'd rather witness yeah. the walk up <laughs> than the injury. Yeah. T, you cover the Colorado Colorado Rockies for MLB.com, an NL West team. So you've got a little bit more familiarity with the Dodgers, probably on a day-to-day basis, than we do. You mentioned that Freeman to the Dodgers is somewhere between the odds-on favorite, and a foregone conclusion. What does that team look like with Freddie Freeman? It just They just feel like a fantasy team with all the players that they're collecting. Yeah, it's almost, and had they not won the World Series in the shortened season, it would even be funnier to watch. Um, uh, remember when the Braves had that, uh, I think it was um, the tools race where it was the wrench and every Every day, they tried to find a different way for the wrench to lose. That's what the Dodgers have felt like, is that no matter who they get, no matter how much star power they bring in, they can't seem to get it done in the end. So, yes, the the Dodgers would look a bit like a fantasy team. I mean, um, but, you know, first base has been an issue with them and with Max Muncy coming off of an injury and the fact that he can play second base, he could, you know, as long as he, or he could be a designated hitter now in the National League then you could see where he fits in the lineup. Do the Dodgers get it done? I mean, it seems like for so many years, and I've been fascinated by this, by the way. Um, I, I started covering the Rockies in 2000. I've been around the game a long, long, long time. And they went from 1988 to the shortened 2020 season without a World Series champion. And I could pick probably 10, 12 years that talent-wise they were the favorites. So can they bring in Freddie Freeman? And then if they do, Will they get it done, or will they invent a new way not to get it done? <laughs> That's a heck of a question, and and I, I love. We sure way, hope it's the latter. I, I love the way you phrased it, but yeah, we do hope it's the latter. Yeah, it's a perverse if it, if it, thrill watching that team. It it really is, and um, and it's funny because in this division, like, um, and I've had this conversation with other folks. The best thing for the Rockies, who are a 
who are a, a lower than mid market team, really, as far as the TV market. Best thing for them would be some sort of expansion that gets them out of the Dodgers division because no matter what, they will never be able to compete free agent wise. I mean, I think that like a St. Louis Cardinals, they can, and I think, well, not, I'm sorry, the um, Milwaukee Brewers, for example. I think they have a better chance of sustaining winning being in the Central, even though the Cubs are there, but the Cubs don't sustain the way the Dodgers do. Um, the Cardinals are the Cardinals are very good, but they don't they spend, but they don't spend crazily. The Dodgers can spend crazily, um, but yeah, the the Dodgers last year was the first year what after an eight year run of division titles, and the Giants ended up beating them, and the Dodgers knocked them off in the playoffs. So everybody's afraid of the Dodgers out here. But you don't see a lot of World Series pennants, and I just find it one of the more interesting things to watch in this league. I just thought it was funny, you know, when they trade for Trey Turner last year, and, you know, this guy's an all-star shortstop, and you put him in at second base where he's rarely played, if ever. I mean, it's just – you're just collecting guys and putting – square pegs and round holes defensively and that kind of thing. It's, it's, uh, you know, Dave Roberts has caught a lot of heat over the last couple of years, but it would be interesting to see what he could do with a logically constructed roster. Yeah, I think, yeah, that, that's why Turner's moving to shortstop. I, I look at a couple of things. You look at the Dodgers in 2018. That was the year that the Rockies actually took them to a game 163. They went out and collected all kind of parts. I mean, I almost don't remember their names, but there were so many of them. And there was that whole thing where people were praising them. They called it a hockey team. You had shifts. You had some guys begin the game. Some guys finish the game. Guess what? They blew their lead and had the Rockies not lost a game at home um, to the Nationals. The Rockies would have won that division. I think they're a little bit more careful of that. The other, the other team that that reminds me of was, um, I think it was 2017, the New York Yankees in the National League Championship Series. D.J. LeMahieu, one of the best second basemen of our era, dropped the pop-up while playing first base. The most important games of the year, a lot of these modern teams that, that, that underrate the defense, sometimes mm-hmm. they have players in positions they don't play or players in their second-best position, and it costs them defensively. So, yeah, the Dodgers look like they're um, they're going to rectify that problem by letting uh, uh, Corey Seager go and moving Trey Turner to shortstop, which you're right. Uh, now, if they, get a, if they get Freddie Freeman in, a real first baseman, a real slugger in the lineup, it's more traditionally constructed. Thomas, you know, it's... The, the National League has kind of gone bonkers because of what the Dodgers have been able to do with their lineup, and now the Mets are kind of spin, spin, spin. The Nationals look to be in spending mode. The Phillies were when they went and got Bryce Harper. The National League East as a whole is it, – it's, it's, it's an arms race. Well, except for the Braves, who are doing it their way and are winning. And winning. Um, yeah. You know, is that something that, that is going to happen out west at any time, any point in the, the near future? Or are the Dodgers just kind of the, the ones who are going to spend all the money? No, actually, the Giants do have the opportunity to do it. 
they don't spend as consistently as the, as the Dodgers. Sometimes they do take a small step back in spending. They've done that in recent years. Uh, but when they are close, like if you looked at last year, um, they're going out and trading for Chris Bryant. They will make the move that will make all the difference um, to get there if they are close. So really it's the Dodgers and the Giants are the two big money teams out here and the, and, and, and the rest of the teams are now the Padres. They got a they got a television deal. They were on the um, they were on the regional sports network bubble. They and the Diamondbacks actually got television deals in the billions. And the Rockies take a lot of heat because they they let DJ LeMahieu sign up. Where they they traded away Nolan Arenado. They let Trevor Story go free agent, and they're not bringing him back. But in the last ten years. The Rockies have been in the playoffs twice. The, the Diamondbacks and the Padres have only been once. So everybody's trying to find a way to get there. I don't think you're ever going to have, uh, at least the Rockies and the Diamondbacks, I don't think they're going to spend with the Dodgers. The Padres will try, but it seems like no matter what they try, it falls. They, they get a lot of off-season publicity, and it falls apart. So, yeah, it's, it's a tough division to win in because of the Dodgers. And then when the Giants are close, they make a lot of good decisions. And it, it doesn't seem to matter who their general manager is. They really make a lot of good decisions. It's funny you say that because we, we, we are quasi-Padres fans here because of one Ryan Weathers who is from yeah. Lawrence County here just inside of our coverage area and uh, the, their number one pick the seventh the number seven pick in the draft a couple of years ago Robert Hassel the third who has moved up quickly in the uh, minor league ranks so we're, we're, we're quasi Padres fans out here but how crazy was the the Fernando Tatis story he's now out for three months and potentially because he wrecked his motorcycle multiple times that's wild right yeah, you you need to stay off the motorcycle, but also could the Padres have made some moves um, had there not been a lockout? I mean, I, it's hard for me to believe that the Padres didn't know about this, that th- there was the rule during the lockout that uh, teams and players could not have contact. It's just hard for me to believe that, you know, they show up for physicals and then he shows up with a broken wrist. Oh, guys, by the way, this happened in the offseason. Um, yeah, and also you look at the Padres, uh, Will, Will Myers, Eric Hosmer, there's stories about them being on the trading block. This is actually the second time under A.J. Prepper that they've gotten into an arms race for salaries, then gotten into a mode of getting rid of these guys. It's just, it, 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 it is a totally strange situation. But, um, yeah, so your Padres fans there, I understand Ryan Weathers there. How about, uh, how about the Rockies and Jordan Sheffield here? So you guys have a reason to watch the team I watch a lot. So there you go. We are, uh, you know, honestly, we're just fans of anybody out there except the Dodgers. That's all. That's so, <laughs> anybody oh, but the funny. Dodgers. <laughs> but uh, Thomas, yeah, so, man, yeah, we appreciate Go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, the, the the only um the only thing I'm kind of you know spring training is a wonderful time. Although as a reporter, you write so much, and every now and then you take a step back and say, "I'm writing this stuff." But if they go undefeated, untied, and unscored upon, I'm going to write that it doesn't matter. Yet I'm writing all day. However, um, the only thing that's causing any uh, stress this spring is th- this um this accelerated free agency period, which opened Thursday with the signing of the CBA and the Rockies have been linked. To, I, I think it's, I, I think the stats are every 8.7 minutes to um, Chris Bryant, but there's also Kyle Schwarber and Michael Conforto uh, out there as possibles for the Rockies. So 
there's a there's a lot going on right now in free agency, and in a way, this makes baseball kind of like the NFL and the NBA and even the NHL in that you have those free agency periods where a lot of news happens, and that's not all bad. No, it's certainly not for you, man. It's certainly not for you. I, I, I'm I'm excited that we are getting a. a at least some sort of free agency period with, with spring training and opening day coming up on April 7th should be a, a lot of fun. Thanks for taking some time with us. We appreciate you and uh, happy birthday. Thank you. But here, here's the, here's the biggest question of all that I have to ask. What was the final there? <laughs> the final was 12, 11 Columbia state left the time oh. run on base, right? They sure did. Left the time oh, run on Columbia base. Columbia state leaving the so yeah. who, and who it, it are they was, playing again? They that, were playing Motlow State out of, um, you know, MIT, Motlow in Tullahoma. Yes, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, that was that sounded like a thriller, and hopefully um, your audience um, is, is as thrilled by that as they are about uh, about Matt Olson at this point. <laughs> Absolutely. I certainly am. Thomas, man, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. All right, when we come back, we will continue watching the legend of dirt, Bill Marbit, go in circles here. (laughs) (laughs) We might need to turn the camera around for that. We might need to turn the camera around. We'll give you our top five pies. Top five pies coming at you right after this on Main Street Sports Today. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. It is March 15th, odds of March day, but yesterday was Pi Day. National Pi Day. 3-14. And so in honor of National Pi Day, we will tell you what our top five pies are. As you can see, the legend of dirt, <laughs> Bill Marmot going in circles here. Looking good. At yeah, man, it's, it's, this is good stuff. The Memphis softball team making their rounds with some posters, uh, signing autographs, and pretty pretty impressive stuff here. As it appears, the Tennessee media group is making their way into the press area here in front of the press box. So, JP? Yes, sir. I don't know how many pies you got, but I got five, and I am excited because I- we get to do – Top five Tuesday presented by Mid South Five Fitness. Thal is still in the gang over at Mid South Five Fitness, doing a great job as always, keeping you in shape and getting, helping you reach your fitness goals. That is the best way to put it. Go see them. Still athletes at Still Athletes on Instagram. Stillathletes.com. That's Thal is still and Mid South Five Fitness. Two great locations. One in Franklin. One in Columbia. 
All right. Here we go. I don't have any uh, honorable, honorable mentions. mentions, but uh, so we'll start with number five. And I'll go first because I want to tell this story and I want to get it out of the way as quickly as possible. I used to go eat lunch with these this group of old men. And there was one guy who was real ornery all the time. And there's always so is one. That you, is that why we stopped going to lunch? No, mm. no. I wish I the the entertainment factor here was phenomenal, and I really enjoyed this because he would always give the, the servers a little bit of a hard time. And one day, he ordered an apple pie. That's my number five. Is apple pie? And he says. Don't forget. She says, I know. Put it in the microwave for thir- for 15 seconds. And he said, you got it. And she said, you, would you like that a la mode? Was, and he yep. said, hell no. I don't no. want no damn ice cream either. Mm. No cheese? You ever put cheese on your <laughs> apple pie? <laughs> so my apple pie, yes, I have, as a matter of fact, okay. but mine has to be a la mode. Okay. I want it a la mode. I am not like Mr. Kenneth. The ornery old man who said he didn't want it a la mode or with ice cream. cream. (laughs) Why would you not want your apple pie with ice cream? Buddy, I don't know. You have to ask Kenneth. Because my number five is also apple pie. How American of both of you. With all the ice cream. All of it. Give me me the bucket of ice cream with the apple pie. Extra a la mode. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, give me me some apple pie with my ice cream. That's it. Absolutely. What's your number five? All right, I, I've got a tie for five, okay? It's a way to get in uh, kind of a, uh, I guess, a bonus one. But um, mm-hmm. one is uh, peach and blackberry crisp, okay? Mm-hmm. Peach and blackberry peach crisp. And blackberry peach crisp. and blackberry? Is yes. that like two separate ones or is that No, combined? it's all together. Peach and blackberries oh. together. Okay. Uh, and then the, right, the second at uh, tied at number five is a bourbon bread pudding. That's not pie. It's, it's, not, pudding. it's not cake. It's, pudding. it's not it's cake. True. It's not cake. But it is a dessert of some sort. <laughs> it yeah. is definitely a dessert of some sort. And if it doesn't have raisins, then it count me in. Okay. Now, if it does, who was, I'm did, good. did y'all see the the crazy lady that put raisins in like her mac and cheese or something on, on the mm. internet? No, I did <laughs> not. Oh. Anyway, mm. n- number four mm-hmm. for me is buttermilk. Buttermilk pie. Buttermilk, buttermilk pie. pie. Okay. Give me the buttermilk pie all day, every day. Okay. My number four is caramel pie. Ooh, mm. nice. Mm-hmm. Sweet and sticky. Not on my list. That's good. Yep. Sweet and sticky. Yeah, yep. I, um, I need the sweet. Number four, heading south, young man, key lime pie. That's a good choice. Key lime pie, a little tropical vibe. Yep. Your toes... Uh, Get sand between your toes. Yeah, there you on, go. And a get, slice get of key that, lime pie. Get that, get that feeling anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it, it pairs well following a um, a shrimp and oyster dinner. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yep. JP has it a little low, but it's number three on my list is the key lime pie. And I'll tell you, one of my favorite parts of uh, Dexter is when he's in search of the perfect key lime pie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So yep, my number three, and please, please, please don't tell my mom. My number three is chest pie. She makes a fantastic chest pie. It's brown sugar chest to mm. be specific. But when you hear my top two, you'll understand. But yeah, 
chess pie. Brown sugar chess. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Number three. Number three for me. Um, pecan pie. And specifically, it's a pecan. I know. Uh, at least I didn't say pecan. Pecan pie. Uh, specifically, you. My wife's family is from the Delta, Mississippi, where they have a lot of pecan trees. So we get fresh, uh, original pecans. And, um, straight off the ground. Straight huh? off the ground. It's uh, excellent. Um, when I lived on Sand Mountain, I had to pick up there. the pecans from the pecan tree, mm, and that was okay. not fun. Never, we, never, just, we just put a tarp down. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Scoop them yeah. into it, huh? There you go. Okay. Yep, that's um, my number three. My number two is chess pie. Okay. I mean, can't go wrong with chess pie, man. And Sarah makes a good one, too. So You cannot go wrong with chess big pie. Big fan of chess pie. My number two, though, is chocolate chess. Ooh, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. You he doubled up on yeah. the chess. Yeah, I like it. Yes, sir. Yep, yep. Um, if there's ever an option, Mo will always pick the chocolate chess. I think we we we've seen that happen a few times. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a good one. Um, my number two, cheesecake. Now there are a thousand different types of cheesecakes, so I can't pretend to uh, single one out. Um, so we'll just go with cheesecake, but there there are a thousand different flavors. I, I was racing against time last night when I left Zion Christian trying to get to Cheesecake Factory in Franklin <laughs> to grab a slice for me and Jody before they closed for National Pie Day, and actually made it. So well done. What'd you get? It, yeah, I got the salted caramel cheesecake. Okay. All right, there you go. And I got Jody the what is it? Berry cherry Ghirardelli. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that's her go-to. Right. Anyway, number um, ones now, Chris. Number ones. Number one for me is very simple. Peanut butter pie. I I, I love peanut butter pie. That, that is something. My number one is pecan. <laughs> Chris doesn't like pecans, you don't like pecans man. Chris? I don't. I don't even know. I don't even know how he's actually from the south. Yeah, I don't either. A, he, he he's he's a cranky Yankee in disguise, <laughs> I think. But um, yep. yeah, pecan pie. All right, uh, my number one uh, Mo is the chess pie, but I have in parentheses specifically chocolate chess pie. Boom! There you go. All right, gotta love it. Chocolate chess pies. It, that seems to be a chess pie, chocolate mm-hmm. chess together seems to be the consensus. Solid, here. solid. The consensus has been reached, yep. my friends. That is it for Top 5 Tuesday presented by Midtown 5 Fitness and our friends Thalas Steel, steelathletes.com. For those of you interested, Tyner defeats Bolivar Central 66-59. And at halftime, the Milan Bulldogs lead York Institute 24-18. The winner of that one will take on Tyner in the semifinals on Thursday at sometime after 345 sometime before originally scheduled some <laughs> yes it will be it will be before the women's nit matchup there you <laughs> go. later that evening yeah. yeah i don't know exactly what Got time enough. but uh thank you guys for hanging out with us today here at ridley park make sure to catch full coverage of the summertown east nashville game on main street murray and as well of the Mid-State Classic, which will take place later this evening. If you have not gotten down here, if you have not gotten a ticket, I'm not sure there are any even any available uh, remaining tickets, but uh, head down to Ridley Park and see. You never know. Uh, you might be able to get in. So Come on we out. will 
have full coverage again. MainStreetMurray.com. We'll be back tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel right here on Main Street Sports Today. For JP and Mo, I'm Chris Yassing. Have a great day. See you then.